Hey, what is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Third Culture Podcast, where we discuss, debate, and talk about different opinions and views from a third culture kid's perspective. Today, I'm joined by my fellow co-hosts, Frank, Omar, Shay, and guess what, ladies and gents, my name's Terry. Today, we have someone special on board, someone who's going to talk to us about some beauty standards, and someone who's just going to share light from a different perspective. Hi, everyone. I'm Hannah. Please tell the people what you do, Hannah. Okay, so um, I'm Egyptian, I'm 22 years old. All right. Um, marketing major, or I used Whoop. to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, I work at Shalhoub, and uh, yeah. All right, awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, she's being kind of modest. She's being <laughs> modest. She's also a major influencer. Major. major. Ah, by our standards. By our very standards, major. major. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, you, you might have different goals and aspirations, but for us, you definitely are. Definitely, definitely. Could you tell the people what you do on Instagram? Sure. So, I started um, my Instagram page around three years ago. And uh, I first started it off by having a, creating a website right. or a blog. But then I realized that there's not really a market for that in the Arab region, mm. I say. Because I really enjoy writing and whenever I'm bothered or something, I just write. So I'm like, okay, let me just share my, you know, thoughts online. Uh, it was great, but uh, as anything, it requires time and patience and oh, effort. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I started, um, I decided to shift into Instagram and do more of that uh, lifestyle, beauty, uh, beauty tips or I basically review places I go to things I wear and so on mm. but yeah as I said it requires a lot of effort oh no I completely get that this podcast here has been running for what a few weeks maybe a month now <laughs> and we argue about absolutely everything <laughs> we, we used to we used to uh, review places you and I oh yeah we did for a little while tier 4 sports but that died as well <laughs> why do you think it died Terry why do you, who, who was it you like blaming me for things yes it was, but it was, it was not my fault. fault it was your fault it wasn't my fault you weren't coming out with me anymore oh, my, oh really <laughs> literally literally every time Terry let's go out no, no. alright all right, all you right. You blame him? Oh. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, a man can only take so much Frank in one day. Leave me. Anywho, Leave me <laughs> so you talked a little bit about your social media. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit how that was starting out and uh, how things changed and how, you uh, know, people around you changed. Yeah, it's a learning curve, that's for sure. Like when I go down and check my posts, mm-hmm. I'm like, how did I even post that? <laughs> that's so bad. <laughs> But then you start learning, like, editing techniques. And Instagram three years ago was completely different yeah. with all the things that you can do now. Like, everyone can post a really nice story or a post. Like, you have to double your effort in trying to stand out. And, mm. you know, no yeah. one has attention anymore. And there are so many influencers that it's just hard to stand out. So mm. you just keep on working on yourself and posting and sharing and sharing and sharing. But it's it's hard. Okay, I'm I'm a bit interested um, when it comes to because you just mentioned that it was tricky starting and now it's still tricky to kind of stand out. My question to you is because you just mentioned you're a third culture kid and you kind of grew up in the Arab region. Mm-hmm. How different is it here to be a social media influencer or whatever you want to call it compared to let's say in Egypt. the Western world or Egypt. in other regions? Uh, as compared well. to Egypt, definitely, because um, it's really hard to stand out here because you have all these cultures right and all these nationalities that are looking to follow people who they relate to Mm -hmm. versus someone who it's okay there there's like a pool of influencers yeah and then 
you have to find someone who you can relate to. So instead of relating to one influencer, you find yourself relating to 10 different influencers. Mm -hmm. And over time, your interests change, and so are the people you follow. So that's one of the things that you need to be consistent, and you need to, at the same time, be consistent with your po uh, posts and be, con and be, what do you call it? Um, you have to adapt to changes in the beauty industry and the fashion industry and trends that are going on. So you're constantly learning and you're constantly teaching your followers the new trends. So if you just stop posting or if you disappear for a while, you find yourself losing followers, you find yourself not relevant. I mean, I mean it's it's not only about what like uh, the consistency of posting, but also you face a limitation on what you post, like people give you hate on what you post or anything like that? Uh, not yet. And that's when you know that you didn't make it. <laughs> not yet. Uh, no, no, I'm serious, by the way. If you're not getting hate, that means you're not really on their mind. And that's not good. Mm. The moment I started getting hate, like I got one, once I got a comment uh, about my hair or something. I was I'm not sure. And I'm like, yes. And I started celebrating. And my mom was like, are you crazy? Like, I'm like, yes, I'm getting hate. You know, like, I'm there now. But it's ups and downs. You know, like, sometimes you'll find me posting and sharing. And other times I'm just like, I can't. It's too exhausting. It's mm. too exhausting. Did, you get, did you get, like, negative feedback from people around you? Like, did they say they don't like what you're doing? No, they're just, they do like it. They just don't think that I'm adding enough, you know? Mm. Yeah, like, anyone? No, no one? <laughs> He's just like, does just anyone like, hate you? Like, 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 maybe the comment know. was from Frank himself. <laughs> I think Frank commented and he yeah, said, did yeah. you notice my comment? No, it's just hard for my mom, for example, to like, no, how come you can't be so public and you can't just over, like you're sharing everything that you do, where you go, where you, what you wear. It's just that, don't you just want privacy? I'm like, no, because even before I started Instagram, I'm just out there, you know, I like mm. I like attention. Marketing all, students, you know. guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I'm just like, let me share it. You know, but you get challenges. A, a lot of people, like who are influencers or micro influencers like me, um, they face problems with their relationships. So some of their boyfriends they're not okay with you posting uh, pictures. Mm -hmm. But right now it's becoming okay because everyone's doing it. Yeah. Literally, even the private people who have private accounts, they're just posting their outfits. They're posting. They're being extra posy or whatever. But then. You know, some boyfriends wouldn't be okay with it. Mm. So I guess it's like I a... understand, but then if he's doing it, it's different. <laughs> Why you Ooh, yeah. Now we're getting into a different all right, topic. All right, all right. <laughs> Double standards. Yeah. yeah. Double yeah. standards. So I guess it's sort of like a Hollywood sort of case where you have to have a certain sort of people in the relationship, I mm -hmm. guess, with a certain mindset. For example, in Hollywood, you guys are like, I don't know, they kiss other actors, they blah, 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 they act in different stuff. So, I mean, not to that extent, but You're then getting you need so to so carried have... away. <laughs> Hollywood. She just, just said sharing a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, you know, just in an yeah, analogy. I, I get you. You mean like the, the, the people in the relationship have to kind of be understanding enough. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, exactly. my yeah. partner mm -hmm. is going to be sharing pictures yeah. of them all the time. You don't need this like, double standard. Exactly. Mm. But I mean, does that like affect or has it affected your relationships in the past? Like, you know being out with someone and then grabbing your phone and taking a story or a selfie or something oh my god my sister would get so annoyed she's like kind of stop i'm not gonna spend the whole night taking pictures of you <laughs> and even my boyfriend or ex-boyfriend whatever <laughs> it's, it's, but i need to post content you know yeah, like, no, of course yeah. I, when i'm out i'm just like just take a picture of me or 10 or 15 <laughs> do it <laughs> but you know some people just don't like it they get bothered 
going back to your question about yeah. Egypt, um, I think there's a bigger market in Egypt. Like whenever I visit, I just get a hundred followers in a week because they're always looking for pictures uh, for new faces, mm-hmm. and there's always opportunity to grow on social media in Egypt. Versus here, it's been so hard. I know I haven't been putting much effort, but three years and six thousand followers mm-hmm. isn't such a good. Uh, yeah, know. but I think it's also because Egypt, like as a country on its own, is much bigger. Than yeah, exactly, a bigger market for yeah. sure. Yeah. But do you think like when you're talking about going to Egypt or something or trying to like, I don't know, branch out over there, does that make you have to, I don't know, change your content or your style or because like you, you have like, as you said, as a third culture uh, person, like you have a mm-hmm. different market, a different pool of people and influencers Definitely. here and then you have a different target audience there, etc. Yes and no, because you have to be consistent with your you know, the, the people mm-hmm. are following you are following you for you no matter where you are, because if you travel and so on, you have to still be Hannah, you know, mm-hmm. but then in terms of places I go or products that I use, if I'm using local products, then yes, this is an Egyptian made product, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. for my Egyptian followers. But mm-hmm. yeah, because I was raised in Saudi, um, I do have like my followers are from Saudi and Egypt mm-hmm. and UAE mostly. So I do have to post. So with like slight variations, yeah, 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 exactly. a little tweaks but, here and there. But yeah. do, you, do you think, again, just going back, I'm just going to pick on the third culture part. Is it harder for you here? I'm, obviously, you said everyone has like different preferences in terms of influencers, but is it harder for you to appeal to an audience that is so used to seeing, you know, Indian influencers, Arab influencers, Western influencers, all of them as part of their daily consumption? Is it harder for you here versus maybe if you were in just in Egypt as an Egyptian influencer? Do you think it would have been easy? Do you think that third culture <laughs> element adds to the complex a bit more? Uh, yes and no, <laughs> because I don't really think of it like that. So when you're posting or you're just being you on social media, you don't think, oh, what am I going to, how am I going to tailor this post to appeal to a certain audience? It doesn't work like that. You just post and just, you just attract who you want to attract. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just works a lot. If they see your post, then they like it and they follow you. But you don't really, oh, tomorrow I'm going to post a con- like content for <laughs> Indian. <laughs> but then when you go to Egypt, what makes me different is that I have a background from UAE, from uh, Saudi, so you just stand out. So you stand out more in, in Egypt, Egypt yeah. than here, because here yeah. everyone's different. You're surrounded by third culture kids, you know? It's the whole You're not different. Thing yeah, you exactly, about. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, you got products from there, you wear, you're wearing brands from there, and just, guys, I'm just an normal girl in Dubai, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that makes sense, that makes sense. Um, so just touching a little bit on the on the issues that you face as being an influencer, do you think some of the people that you know have changed the way that they treat you because you've become a little bit more popular or has it been the same? I mean, okay, I'm not going to be cocky or anything, but... <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. Flex. Hey, guys. Plug, <laughs> plug. Um, no, they didn't, like, suck up to me or something. It's just, um, I mean, honestly, social media has opened so many doors for me even if I'm not that big yet um, in terms of work in terms of uh, even interviews before I got my job uh, they just like that you have a social media background and that you're social media savvy basically mm-hmm. and even people or your friends oh can you edit this picture for me can you take a picture of me so you know I like it I like being in that you know or knowing how to deal with Instagram and Facebook and mm-hmm. so on but I wouldn't say they're friends with me just because I'm a micro-influencer. But I do know people who would do anything to be friends or to appear on a micro-influencer's story. I feel like w- like what they're doing when they're asking you to edit their, fil- their, their pictures or anything, I think it's something that everyone usually does. Like, 
uh, but but people like over over exaggerating when it comes to social media. So basically, uh, my let's say Terry does voice editing or something. He doesn't do it. He's terrible. <laughs> so, but if he does it, Thanks his friends would ask him to do that. Mm-hmm. Let's like I, I study electrical engineering, and my mom thinks that I'm gonna fix the iron in the fridge. <laughs> so I, I think like people just like, oh, you're good with that. Like they expect help you to be, help, yeah. help, help them with so that. like any profession basically yeah it, it basically becomes like your profession now and that's what you're good at that's true but um, I'm actually like I'm actually interested in the fact that do they change their personality to try to be your friend do they uh, I, mean, I think I we're talking more about like strangers like people that you don't genuinely know so even, yes even, even, yes. even old friends like people that they should lost contact with oh like, maybe yeah, yeah. Do, they, do they holler at you now and be like hey hey Anna, I haven't I seen you in seven years <laughs> <laughs> I mean you can have like people ask me for favors every once in a while mm-hmm. I do it but I don't think that they're talking to me just because of my Instagram you know mm-hmm. okay. it depends who you're surrounded with yeah but, yeah, you know, that, that's, that's yeah. a big part of it yeah who you surround yourself with what exactly. kind of audience you attract etc yeah. it doesn't work with everyone Terry over here <laughs> I think it's I think it's it's also very it's also very subjective. Um like I it's I think it's difficult to actually tell whether people are being nice to you uh exactly. because you have so many followers or they're being nice to you because they genuinely want to get to yeah. know who Hana is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and I think I think that's the thing with being an influencer, you never really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Thank you like being a celebrity now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so uh, I just want to go back into a topic that we touched <coughs> earlier, and that's uh, double standards with relationships. So um, so you you do makeup too, right? Beauty mm-hmm. or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So do you? I, w- I want your I want your take on double standards. Not not on makeup itself, but double standards of what uh, in in a relationship. Uh, if a guy expects the girl to be in a certain way. A girl expects the guy to be a sen- is there a double standard here or do you think that it's just it's fair like everyone wants their other half to be pretty is there more expectation from a girl I mean yeah. I feel bad for the guys because <laughs> we don't have makeup we don't have makeup, <laughs> don't have makeup. Yeah. So if you, we just wake you, up wash our face that's it yeah if you're born with an ugly face it's done for you, you know <laughs> if you can't grow a beard <laughs> you hear that Frank heavy oh bro you hear that Frank hey, sorry man, Frank. I'm prettier than Frank. you what you talking about eh? <laughs> Like you know, me and voiceovers. Ah, <laughs> uh, you. Don't yeah, take us there. <laughs> like he just wants to make fun of the Batman thing, guys. If you didn't listen to the previous podcast, don't listen to it. Don't listen. <laughs> to I mean, it. skip that. Wait, Halloween the podcast episode four. Please just go to Culture Check and just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> just die. It, trust me, I I I died. That was for sure. Yeah. But uh, going back into the topic, mm-hmm. um, like uh, the double standards. What's your general opinion about it? Especially let's say here or more specifically as a third culture person where it's like I don't know if you've ever been in a relationship with someone from a different kind of culture or nationality but how how different does that become because there's it's already like, different standards exactly. to begin with right I mean I think we asked her too much let's start with Terry yeah yeah let's take it let's take it <laughs> let's start let's start Terry what do you think okay do so think first of all a... do you think there are double standards when it comes to relationships Yes. Yes, Jerry? yes, definitely. All right. <laughs> Do I think there's a double standard when it comes to relationships? Okay. I want to say, first of all, I don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> I'm putting a disclaimer right now. These are my opinions, my opinions alone. Not the third culture kid's opinions. All right. All right. I'll throw myself under the bus. So 
Definitely. There is a double standard, but I think there's a double standard for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh. Spicy. I, like not mo- for the spicy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think modern in today's world, 2019, there's a lot of expectation for um like I believe in equality, but to the point where things become a little bit shaky like for me there's some things that don't make sense to me like if we're talking about um uh, what are they called what um i don't know things. what you think yeah we the think things terry uh, come on uh, sorry about that feminism <laughs> right yes. so when feminism first began i was i was very much for it because it's men uh, men being equal as women right no double standard. Everyone's the same. They ruined right? it for everyone. <laughs> they really did. Then it became more of we're gonna stand on the top of men's head so we can get ahead instead of men bringing up women or women bringing Ooh. up men together. This was this was my point of view because every feminist I spoke to, honestly, once again, I told you this was gonna be a little controversial. <laughs> um, every person I spoke to was very. Uh, just it just it just wasn't what I expected. I expected the movement to be, to be okay, men and women trying to bring each other up to a point where they're both equal. But it was more like you know men being put down. In my point of view, I talked to a friend of mine when I was in the UK. Uh, she studies gender history, and what she said was, um, yes, there there are like people like that, but may, like what social media does is that share those people more than sharing the calm ones. So there are a lot of calm feminists. Mm-hmm. Social media just likes to share people that are screaming. And that's why you end up having this perspective. I mean, yeah, it's, negativity is negativity always louder. Negativity is always, you know, it's always what gets you around. Mm-hmm. You get me? So um, my, so my opinion... <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that your opinion up there? About, like, is that it for uh, um, standards? No. No. Actually, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because, the issue because goes deeper. I, I agree with you with the fact that negativity is always louder and with the fact that um it's it's probably easier to digest than people just talking about good stuff but on the issue of double standards in relationships i I still think there are double standards in relationships because the expectations of men are not the same as expectations of women in both areas like like let's say if we like even today if you go out for a lunch or a dinner the expectation is that the man is going to pay for it um in some cases, in some I'm cases. dying to speak. Come on, Terry. We're holding her back. No, 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 Terry. Wrap it up. She's about to. Okay. All right, all right. And and in some cases, like, you know, holding the door open and things like that, and that's okay. But then you also have ladies who think that it's not okay. So then you're in that gray space where am I supposed to do it? Am I not supposed to do it? Is this something that you expect or something that you don't expect? Hannah, I know you have. I have a lot. Some strong opinions about this. Let's, let's hear them. Okay, so first, I don't want to offend anyone. And I know <laughs> a lot of you guys are expecting me to argue with you or debate with you, but I think you're right. There are a lot of double standards when it comes to relationships. But at the same time, I just don't get why women <laughs> or feminists are trying to make us equal. We're not meant to be equal. Use your feminine power to your advantages. To your advantage, sorry. Like, 
if he opens the door, let him open the door. If he wants to pay, let him pay. If he doesn't want to pay, <laughs> if he doesn't want to pay, don't pay. You know, mm. I just feel like it all comes down to communication. Whether he wants to pay, whether he's okay with her going out late, if he's not gonna be, you know, it's all about talking to each other and putting the rules. And it depends from one relationship to the other, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't exist only in the Arab world. I think it exists everywhere. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. That's more standards, like a yeah. personal thing. So it comes like from their relationship and from if, their background. Yeah, yeah they were yeah. raised so, as a third culture kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, what's your, what's I feel opinion, like. Shay? What's your opinion? Okay, see, I don't. I mean, I don't even think we really have time for me sharing my opinion. But <laughs> what I feel like is when it comes to third culture kids. We always have time kids, for you. No, no, no. no, no <laughs> don't worry. We always have. Go time. ahead, Ben. When it comes Go to ahead. like third culture kids, I feel like. For us, there is like potential for two extremes rather than anything in between. Like either it's too much of double standards or way too less of it because you're exposed to different, I don't know, views and points and relationships. So you sort of like pick up from here and there, like mm-hmm. just like what she's talking about, right? It comes to communication. So when we're, we're exposed to all of these different scenarios, we learn from them like, okay, maybe like in that culture, that's okay. But in my culture, it's not. So that, that gets us thinking. Exactly. So that sort of gets us, sometimes they get like on this extreme, sometimes they get on that, that extreme. I mean, it could be possible that they land somewhere in between, but in my experience, I haven't really seen that. So I, I just feel like dating someone who isn't a third culture kid has become very hard for me. Yeah. Very hard for me because they don't understand how I'm, I'm a mixture of, different cultures yeah, you know i'm exactly. religious i'm not religious i'm i'm everything you know i'm like a haram halal and for someone not like to get that it's just so hard so yeah if i found that right person i'm gonna stick to that <laughs> <laughs> guys her dms are open after the show <laughs> <laughs> I love how Shaz trying to be a plug he's like i got you i got you don't worry i got you Omar, what's your Omar, what's your opinion I mean, personally, okay, it's very interesting what you guys were talking about because I think, okay, so I'm just going to go back to what Terry started off with. One thought, one thought, just one thought. I think that, yes, for equality, but again, with realistic kind of standards. So I'm not saying, you know, no to equal pay, no to, you know, equal freedom, no to equal rights. It's more of if, per se, like if we're talking about a relationship, Again, it's one-on-one. It's this person with that person. That's mm-hmm. it. That should be the only factor in it. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about just overall, in general, when it comes to equality, I think genuinely, it, like honestly, it's just no, women. So I mean, it's not... I mean, obviously, we're, we have our differences, whether it's physically or emotionally or whatever. M- women are better than men in you know emotional intelligence and understanding people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. empathy and compassion like and stuff like that. what you're saying is equity instead of equality. Basically, yeah, where it's like understand the strengths and weaknesses of each gender so we know that we're not good at certain things as men and women may or may not obviously i can't differ but yes exactly so that's my opinion where it's like okay just (laughs) (laughs) like just understand how we kind of can belong together and kind of just you know complete together complete and coexist can we talk about coexistence yes how it's so important because i've been in relationships okay i've been in not a lot, but just enough to talk about <laughs> no, it, okay? No, no. <laughs> Let me just say that I'm credible. Okay? <laughs> DMs are no longer open, guys. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, coexistence is so important because I just feel like if you jump into a relationship when you're not whole, 
you just start depending on each other in an mm. unhealthy way. Toxic relationships. Yes, yeah. for the guy and the girl. You know, don't get me wrong. So I just feel like if you learn how to coexist and have a separate life, separate interests, then your relationship is just going to be completely different. Just the pro tip. Oh no, definitely. It does make sense as well because my, my issue lies in the fact that a lot of people, if they see someone is like, let's say for example, if you get married and you live together and then let's say the man is a breadwinner, right? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, you're not, uh, you're not living up to your womanliness. You're not, you're not where you're supposed to be. Where's your ambition? And my thing is, how about if someone has ambition to be a mom instead of being ambitious in business? Exactly. Know? It's like, it's like, it's different for everyone. And I agree yeah. with that. But the thing is, a lot of people will come out arguing and swinging for the fences at different things. Uh, and Frank, Wait, she wants to add something. Oh, okay. Um, I have something to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, there's a stereotype. I don't know if this is going on in this region or not, but the stay home, stay at home dad mm-hmm. or fathers, mm-hmm. I'm against that. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Like, I mean, call I mean, me old yeah, fashioned. So that, that's that's, that's what you like. Yeah. It's that's like, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I don't know if I should. Yeah, yeah. but. Exactly, exactly. So I don't know if it goes back to gender equality or not, but. Yeah. It's more of your preference, yeah. you know. That, like I mean, he the person you want me. to be yeah. with, yeah. you don't expect them to be like that. Yeah. You, you don't want to be with. Uh, I don't know. You don't want to be with a painter. It's uh, the no, same no, thing. I, like I don't you want, want to be with. Come on, your examples. No, yeah, exactly. always. No, so. It's a profession. It, 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 yeah. it's, it's, the, it's what they're doing. It's I don't not want a to profession. Be with okay, let's not call it a profession. It's a profession. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, being a father is not a. Yeah, no, it's a responsibility. Being a housewife is a profession. It's a responsibility. No, okay. Listen to me personally. Okay, honestly, I don't believe like oh. You need to be the housewife. You need to stay at home, it's or unhealthy. you need to be the house dad, whatever you, you just call it. Yeah. But some people want to do that. Guys. Yes, you if they do, them. then that's a personal choice. It's not a. It's a responsibility yeah. either way for both parents to be there for the children, yeah. whoever decides to but give up more of their time. Thing, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't want to be with someone who expects me to stay home or who, you know, I want him to I mean, support me. I want exactly. him to help me grow my career. Exactly. So I don't want to be with someone who. Their whole ambition is to look after our kids. Guys who are going to enter the DMs, keep notes. <laughs> 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 Gotta be a working man. That goes back. That that goes into what I think. Um, I don't. I like. I think people are thinking too much about other people's relationships. I think it depends on yours. Um, what like. If you like double standards, fine. That's what you're into. But <laughs> if you're not, too shady, you know? <laughs> if, if you're not into double standards, just straight up have a conversation with the other person. And I think I think it just it should all just get down to this: just what you and the other person think. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you guys wanna wanna have double standards where you make the other one of you superior. Dope. That's what you like. Guys like, fine. Do whatever you want to do. You guys want to have ambitions in becoming potatoes. I don't care. <laughs> you know, like like best examples, examples as usual. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like for example, um, I, I'll tell you something. I have my my sister. She's uh, uh, she she wants to be a computer engineer. Uh, all of these things, but right now, which is very interesting, because she has four four siblings. We all want to. Each one of us wants to, like, go to the moon and whatever. And except Frank, except yeah, except me. I just want to stay here. So, <laughs> what 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 she said? I was having this discussion with her, trying to find a job for her, and I really wasn't I wasn't expecting this. She said, "I wanna I wanna go into computer because it allows me to later on have the flexibility to be a mother." 
to stay at home for a little bit. I want to work from home. She is planning her motherhood. She said, I want to be a mother. And that's that's what I like. I want to ma- do my job around that. I want to be there not just, you know, when I can, when my job allows me. I want my job to be forced to making me a mother. What exactly. And that's completely fine because even as a father as well, like a lot of people that get into entrepreneurship and stuff like that are doing it for the financial freedom mm-hmm. so that once they have children and once they have a family they can spend a lot more time with them so again it just goes back to like what do you want to do what do you want out of it how do you want this relationship to go how do you want this family to kind of you know build and develop as a healthy family because i just don't believe in hey you're a mother we're arabs you need to stay at home and i also don't believe in hey we're you know open-minded uh we should split everything if you don't have the same kind of uh financial leverage Yeah. yeah, it should be just yeah, a like conversation. If, yeah, exactly. Like there should be a sense of understanding. Like you know, if if the the wife is getting the money, then the husband should be understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If the husband is getting the money, then the wife should be understanding. If they're both making money, then great yeah, for them. Good. Yeah, you're <laughs> right? good. So it's honestly, it's a like I think we're way beyond like this whole hey, men need to do this, women need to do that. Like it's 2019. Exactly. There is no culture with third culture kids. Exactly. Like exactly. the internet, everything is open. Everyone no. should be more open-minded. It's not the case. I think third culture is a culture. It's it is a culture, own. but, but on it its own. Doesn't mean we're, we don't have a flexible culture. It's a flexible culture. Yes, it depends it on yeah. where you become a third culture. Or yeah. or, or even yeah. being a third culture kid also means that you still have your culture, but you're ready to accept others. Exactly. exactly. Being accepted. Yeah. Of other exactly. So like this is how we do it back at home, but you might be a bit different so let's try to find it and meet halfway exactly. basically no definitely definitely i think being a third culture kid allows us to have that kind of flexibility we know what we want and what we don't want and i think at the end of the day it's down to each person in each relationship so guys let us know what you think about relationships and being a third culture kid leave us some comments down in the dms you know Shayan's you can, dms are Shayan's open. dms are yo, open yo, all the time. About it. <laughs> <laughs> please not the guys though come on <laughs> but no let us know what you think telling us what you think about relationships and yeah we'll hit you up back if you hit us up so next we have got your check coming back yay welcome to culture check where we put third culture under the microscope hannah i want to ask you because this is super new for us as a female mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's always been just male opinions okay. as a female what is your understanding of third culture and how has it affected your life moving around between Egypt and where you currently live so I was actually introduced to the term third culture in one of the courses in AS um, and I was in love with it and we had to write a paper about it about being um, basically having you, you belong nowhere but you've been everywhere Mm-hmm. And I was so interested by the idea. I went back home to my parents. I'm like, guys, there's this concept called third culture kid. And I'm a third culture kid. And they're like, what does it mean? I'm like, basically, where you grow up somewhere where it's not your country. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was Saudi. And then you move somewhere else, Dubai. And I never lived in Egypt, although I'm Egyptian. And my parents are fully Egyptian. So to me, I, I just feel like I relate to the con- to the idea so much that being Egyptian like doesn't do it for me like are you just Egyptian yes I am but I've lived in Saudi and I'm I live in yeah, Dubai whole, so it's yeah. not like I'm not Egyptian you it's know? like you yeah. gotta figure it out like when someone asks you where are you from it's kind of like, like oh I have to say it all right so I'm from 
But I mean, that, I, I think we totally relate with that because it's kind of like when you find out this thing and you're like, hey, wait, that's me. But you've never really known that this thing has existed. Mm-hmm. And you, you touched on talking to your parents about it. So I'm assuming that your parents moved with you? Uh, no, I currently live alone. My parents are in Saudi. Okay, but have your parents been exposed to that third culture that you now have? Uh, yes and no. Not in a way where... Not as much as you. Yes, but at the same time, like, for example, my dad travels a lot, and my mom as well, and they deal with a lot of different cultures, which made them more understanding towards how I feel and how my siblings feel in terms of, uh, like, when we travel. It's just, we're not, like, the typical Egyptian family that you Mm -hmm. see in Egypt or even... And I feel like everyone's like that. Like, I'm I'm sure your family as well. Yep. It's... You know, they moved to Saudi when they were young, like 20s, in their 20s, and they lived there for 25 years. So obviously they dealt with different cultures. Um, so they're just, they become more understanding and more, uh, you know, they know that I have many friends who are, um, like, from literally, like, my school was 50 nationalities, over 50 nationalities. And so I just didn't feel like I can go back to Egypt with just one nationality. You know, I just feel like I'm a mixture of different ideas and yeah and it becomes part of you and like obviously that mm-hmm. never changes like you relate to different cultures on, exactly. on, on a daily basis exactly okay and you, you again you mentioned um typical egyptian family household so i want to kind of go a bit back to that so <laughs> have you faced any kind of challenges where stereotypes. yeah exactly like are there any stereotypes that you had to deal with where it was like okay this is my egyptian culture but this is who I am now or this is what I want to do right now and mm-hmm. did you face any kind of like collision or challenges from that? I mean when you tell someone you're Egyptian they have like the stereotype of you like I don't want to brush over it but everyone knows what it is and then they over time when they start dealing with you and talking to you they just shift away from that stereotype oh really? you do that and you you're into fashion or you live alone or you travel a lot or you know your dad does that so it's just you try to break the stereotype. Right. And that's how it Especially is. with what you do on the side as well, on social media, where yeah. it's kind of like, you have to always be out there. Exactly. As well. And a lot of people don't understand that it's hard, that you you have to deal with the stere- stereotype every day, you know? So as a girl, mm-hmm. <laughs> what are some like stereotypes that you feel you might have faced in the past? And ones that you maybe are trying to change, whether it's through your approach, your social media, or your lifestyle in general. So there's a certain understanding of, let's say, and we've talked a bit about like double standards and all of that, mm-hmm. but of, let's say, an Egyptian girl mm-hmm. and how she should behave, speak, dress, think, aspire, and all of that stuff. Do you think that that still kind of haunts you in the back of your head where it's like I have to be this I have to fit that persona or are you like completely free from that because of the cultures you were exposed to I mean I don't know about you guys but for me it's completely uh, like when you said it now yeah it's I definitely deal with that because on a daily basis like oh how am I supposed to deal like am I Egyptian am I American now am I you know like this is not okay um, should I dress in a certain way should I look a certain way and over time you just start <laughs> trying to find yourself or trying not to lose yourself in a sense but uh, like for example when I was in Saudi um, and I was looking at pictures like a couple of days ago even my makeup was different my makeup was more of a Saudi kind of hmm. you know like like the big 
the eyeliner and the hair, the straight hair and the long hair. Like this is a stereotype, I know, but you just find yourself trying to fit in constantly, even though you don't have to. Mm. Especially in Saudi, because there are a lot of cultures and it's really diverse. And here, you just do you, you know. And that's what I love about Dubai. You just be you, and no one is gonna you. You're gonna stand out either way. Okay, so anything else that you want to share with? your audience whether it's your social media audience or our audience or any third culture kid or anything like that challenges opinions perspectives life story <sighs> i have a lot to share but we don't have enough time <laughs> <laughs> pick one <laughs> go for it i just think um, being a third culture kid is interesting and it's it helps you evolve your character just keeps evolving because you just keep on meeting different cultures and you learn about yourself more and more every day but at the same time it can be really hard because you lose who you are or your identity because when you go back to your country in my case it's Egypt you just don't feel like you belong and then when you're in Dubai you miss Egypt and you want to belong and you find your group of people are oh I want to go out to the Egyptians more because I can relate to them but then I don't relate to Egyptians who live in Egypt so it's just a lot of back and forth and a lot of you know you keep debating with yourself like who am I who where do I want to live and it's just sad I don't want to get really political or anything it's just sad that we can't go back to our countries you know and you just find yourself creating a home in a country where it's not it's not your home you know so you, you feel like a foreigner even when you're in Egypt in Egypt yes okay I think that's something we also mentioned earlier on in the episodes where uh, I would say all of us but you know in general third culture kids tend to feel like they're foreigners in their own home cultures because it's kind of like yes I'm from this country but no I do not relate with half of the things that you're exactly. talking about like no I don't know what that means I don't know what that's short for I don't know what that phrase is supposed to mean and no I don't sad. yeah like yes I like sushi but I also like Egyptian food you know exactly. it's kind of like everything yeah. yeah it's a mix of everything okay super interesting thank you so much for your time and that was it for culture check Thank you guys so much for having me. I had so much fun. Um, I realized that podcasts are like a thing in the world. I didn't know that, to be honest. <laughs> no offense. But uh, I think you guys should continue doing what you do because you guys are good at it and you guys have the personalities for it. You know, it's just so oh, natural. So and oh, sure. <laughs> she's, say- she's saying you're interesting. I'm going to cry. <laughs> but <enjoy> yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me and I'm going to be back definitely again. So For sure. Thank you very much. We enjoyed having you today. Guys, please like, comment, subscribe and share. That was the Third Culture Kids. See you next time. Peace.